So welcome back and um, today is Wednesday, October 13. Uh, this is going to be the first of some or many um, somewhat like free association um, topic topical presentations. Uh, I may pull in pages online to refer to but not right today uh, and the topic that I this topic for today or the topic of the uh, the title of this talk which uh, <laughs> I haven't set for sure yet but probably is already up and it is as you would see um, green ray love and powerlessness green ray love and powerlessness and powerlessness is not something that people, spiritually minded people, want to talk too much about commonly because it's a experience. It's when it's when experienced, it's a deep feeling of weakness and inability, um, impotence and helplessness. But there's a there's a certain deep relationship between green ray fourth chakra. And the true nature of what we call love, which is associated with green ray, fourth chakra, right? And the willingness or capacity to experience relatively, to some degree, rightly, powerlessness and weakness. So, first off at the start uh, from the raw material is the statement, the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love. Green ray, fourth chakra, where love doesn't mean I like it or I want it or I need you or I want you, but I accept it as is. I accept what is. Accept what is as unconditional, so-called unconditional love. It's really unconditional acceptance. Unconditional acceptance, to me, is the heart of heart chakra, the heart core quality of consciousness associated with green ray fourth chakra unconditionally accepting and allowing now <laughs> the other topic the other title or deep linkage themes to green ray and love and acceptance is uh, the chinese taoist concept of wu wei and the buddhist practice of uh, sati or mindfulness well, what do we do in mindfulness meditation? Well, one can say we uh, are training the mind for um, non-grasping attentiveness, attending to the breath, aware of the in-breath, out-breath, or aware of the body process with breath, recognizing when thoughts and feelings come, touch and go, seeking to recognize but go back to the breath if if that indeed is the object of concentration non-grasping really means not making not not making a story not rejecting so non-grasping means not amplifying or exaggerating not denying or suppressing or avoiding allowing this is just like green ray, unconditional acceptance, it seems to me. 
what arises in the mind during the practice of mindfulness, like sensations in the body and thoughts and feelings and memory and imagination and sensations of desires of any sort, any type. Sometimes it's good to get into that, to look into it, for sure. But when we know we don't need to look into it for now, we would go back to the breath, and that's a kind of non-grasping attentiveness training. Wu Wei, as non-action, no Wu action way, is really non-interference, non-interruption, which sounds a lot like non-grasping attentiveness too. Being with what is. Being with what is, I think, is the heart of heart chakra um, learning. The Learn the ways of love means learn the ways of green ray. Green ray as essentially harmlessness, kindness, sure, harmlessness and kindness come naturally with unconditional acceptance. There's no, now we may need to make changes in situations, of course, or say something or do something, of course. But the first step is not avoiding what is, which means the feelings in the body, sensations, or the thoughts and feelings in mind, or the reality of the situation. Yes, this person seems to be, uh, you know, unfairly treating me. Or yes, this person seems to be very sweet, and I thought they weren't, but they are. My process, your process, world process, universal truth, whatever. Um, Unconditionally, at first, with the first step, accepting. It is what it is. (laughs) I want to know what it is, is a love of truth, which is uh, based in love, which is that unconditional acceptance. So Green Ray is much about that. Wu Wei is much about that. Not fighting, you know, and like the Zhongsu said, you know, um, uh, life and death are the same story, acceptance and unacceptance on a single string. Um, that right and wrong are not necessarily so far apart, or there's some relativity. Meanwhile, what really is right is what brings benefit to self and other, and what's really wrong, I think, from a very <laughs> non-dogmatic view, what's right wrong is what brings harm to self and other. We don't want to hurt ourselves, and we don't want to hurt others. So, uh, what's right and what's good and, and essentially what's true, or the true and the, the good and the true and the beautiful, what's good and right and valuable is what brings benefit to self and other, and the opposite is what brings harm to self and other. Uh, most people wouldn't want to do harm to self and other, or at least not to do harm to self. And then <laughs> when we open heart, mind enough, we realize doing harm to other deliberately, trying to harm, does harm to self too. Okay, So Wu Wei is about that. And uh, sati is about that. Uh, harmless, harmlessness, natural harmlessness, acceptance of what is. That just so happens to help fulfill the purpose of third density incarnation, to learn the ways of love. And there's another principle involved, which is that the um, blockages, distortions, Dukkha, pain, confusion, conflict of, of, the, of, of a current condition, particularly, you know, states of mind, right, where I'm distressed, dismay of various sorts, 
which is normally associated with lower triad blockage, is healed by the next level up. So the blockages of one through three lower triad, lower three chakras are healed or resolved significantly by the next level up being green ray, fourth chakra. But the perfection of that depends on the next center above it. And so only a certain amount of lower triad blockage, lower chakra blockage, psychological distress, dismay, conflict, confusion can be resolved and healed with love alone. The fuller healing requires the next level up being wisdom, fifth ray, which is a deep commitment to honesty. And so that covers some pretty thorough understanding of the work of the first tribe chakras. And likewise, the perfection of love and wisdom, four and five, is um, made only by the next level up being six chakra, meaning a spiritual perspective on morality, on life purpose, on self, on causation. You know, why is this? So we have a lot of dismay from confusion. There's the dismay of physical pain. There's the dismay of loss. There's the dismay of some kind of um, conflict, but there's the dismay, uh, distress of confusion. I don't understand. And that's not only resolved by love, but also wisdom. So the next level up, four to five, uh, is required to really get beyond the dismay of confusion. So the lower is healed by the higher, and the and that work is perfected by the next level up. So the the work of lower triad blockage is significantly healed by love, unconditionally self-accepting. But it's perfected by the next level beyond that being knowing, deep self-knowing, deep knowing of anything, which is fifth ray. But that whole thing too, a relatively purified personality, relatively stable in kindness and truth and honesty, four five is not yet, is, is itself perfected only by the next level up being six ray, which is a spiritual perspective, which is finding true self or true nature. True nature is true self with a capital S. Like the law of one, Ra saying, we've no longer seek light, we become light. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> right? Phenomena are manifestations of light. Uh, we become the one light that is the nature of all phenomena. Mm. So this is a somewhat sort of one way of talking about self-realization. But that itself is the perfecting of the relatively purified personality where lower triad blockages are deeply healed and resolved and processed by acceptance and understanding or love and uh, honesty, self-knowing. So the lower is healed by the higher and that work is perfected by the yet higher. Now, green ray love and powerlessness <laughs> the uh, the presence the, the notion uh, the, the reality of powerlessness uh, is that there's some degree of surrendering to what is in the acceptance of what is and some people don't want to accept because they feel like it's a defeat right rage rage against the dying of the light Dylan Thomas may say, against dying. Don't die. Don't ever die. What? You should live forever? Or, or this body is meant to live forever? Or we're meant to be in this world forever? Really? No, obviously. So there's 
naturally a time to leave. That acceptance of mortality is felt by some with lower triad blockage, <laughs> without much wisdom, actually, and not with the spiritual perspective of reincarnation or soul or self or purpose, is felt as a defeat, as a, a loss. I've lost. I've been defeated. And surrender, you know, is what the loser does, and uh, victory dominance is what the winner does. But actually, we can get beyond that simple that way of thinking about acceptance. Because acceptance of what is is a surrendering of resistance to what is. <laughs> it's a surrendering of opposition to what is. Mm. Surrendering of... Now, it doesn't mean that if somebody's taking advantage of you and you, you really see it and you know it and it's really that's what's really happening, you should surrender and let them beat you up and use you and abuse you. No, of course not. But the first step is to accept what's going on here and then to accept how I feel and accept the fact that I better, I better find a solution and just letting them kick me around indefinitely is not a wise solution. So then it's an acceptance of the fact that action needs to be taken, not an acceptance of indefinite punishment. Mm. So accepting that indeed this treatment is punishing and unfair, it's not loving and I don't deserve it, or maybe karmically I deserve it, but <laughs> uh, I don't need to take it indefinitely. That's a truth that should be accepted too. And then the truth that, well, I need to do something or say something or make a change. That's another truth that needs to be accepted, I would think. Then one needs to make that action. And then one needs to be honest enough to recognize if one's response to that truly accepted bad situation is helping or not. Is my solution working? Don't keep taking the pills if you're getting sick. Or if you stay sick, why do you keep taking the medicine? If, uh, if <laughs> there isn't a solution, maybe the treatment is not effective. That's another truth that would have to be accepted, including our feelings that, oh, wow, I thought I was, but I wasn't. I thought I knew, but I didn't. I thought I was right, but I'm not. I thought he was helpful, but he's not. Also truths to be accepted. And all of that acceptance of what is, is a surrendering of opposition to what is, which can be felt like a defeat, but it really isn't because it's a victory of honesty. <laughs> it's the victory of green-blue, the victory of truth, uh, and our willingness to conform mind to truth and reality, the truth that this is really what's happening, and I then really need to do something about it, and my, I don't really know what to do about it. And so powerlessness is very much... A, a kind of relative powerlessness, not a blanket powerlessness, but a temporary, um, focused, <laughs> situational, very aspected type of experience, willingness to experience powerlessness is needed. I can't change what I can't change. I can't change what seems to be not possible to change. Right? There's a one-ton truck on a log no, I can't pick it up. Yeah, so I have to accept that. And so we have the eight worldly winds. And in Buddhism, Buddhist teaching, eight worldly winds, four are pleasant and four are unpleasant. Particularly the unpleasant are those that uh, are harder to accept or accept, uh, deal with, uh, to face, to process, which requires then some rightful 
acceptance of what can't be changed, or the truth of the situation and what can't be changed, which means a willingness to feel the powerlessness of, I can't change this for right now. And so the eight worldly winds uh, commonly are uh, translated as pleasure-pain, gain and loss, praise and blame, honor-dishonor. And so they go all the way up from the physical through the emotional to the mental, physical body to physical material world, like objects, gain and loss, particularly about objects, but also gain and loss of status and position. So physical through material financial uh, possessions, uh, as well then as interpersonal and then collective. All those eight, four and four, um, can be difficult to accept, <laughs> to work with, to process. And the acceptance, um, particularly of the four unpleasant types, is generally a piece of work. That's when Ra says, you know, the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love, to learn acceptance of what we don't want to accept or what's hard to accept. Like in the book 2150, Reina, I think, a teacher, was saying the teacher, the teaching is, uh, their teaching, uh, the mark, and I would say a mark, but in the book it was written, I think, as the mark of um, the, the measure, the measure of the measure, right? So it's a measure, I'd say. A measure of the mind's evolution is its ability to accept the unacceptable. That means to accept what we don't want to accept. That means to accept where where we feel pain, and it's going to be any one generally of those four unpleasant worldly winds. We can accept gain and pleasure. <laughs> That's pretty easy. We can accept praise and honor pretty easily. We may have a hard time losing them. Ah, because they'll all be lost. Or they won't remain per- forever. So, okay, yeah. So then we're back to loss. So pain and loss, dishonor or blame and dishonor. Yeah. Those are the ones that are hard to accept. And they're hard to accept partly because we don't want to feel weak, but surrendering to what is, accepting what is, may well require us to feel weak. Now, at a higher level of development, I don't think the person would feel weak or powerless, but they're in accord, like Ra saying the crystallized healer has no will. In some sense, there's no will to object and um, contradict what is. There's no will to oppose divine law or phenomenal occurrence as manifesting divine law. Phenomenal occurrence manifesting divine law. What is, must be, it should be like that. There's some truth to that. That's called fate and destiny. And Zhang Su talks about it ex- extremely or you know, extensively. And so the challenge, particularly with accepting... Uh, the four unpleasant forms of the world winds, pain and loss of any type, dishonor or blame and dishonor. Blame is more interpersonal and uh, dishonor, honor, are generally on the more collectivist or group-oriented experience of me and society, me and my family, my tribe, my group, the company, the grouping of souls around me deliver unto me uh, honor, dishonor. Uh, Meanwhile, the individual with me may deliver unto me uh, praise or blame. 
or both. So, and then, you know, again, pain is much of body and so is pleasure in this usage. And loss, gain and loss, is very much about anything that is a gain or a loss, which is generally going to be physical, mental, or physical, financial, um, material, as well as social, uh, regarding status and position. And so uh, accepting the unacceptable means accepting where we don't want to. Uh, and we don't want to because we don't want to feel the pain of um, not fighting it, of a surrendering opposition to the acceptance, to acceptance of what is. Now, again, there's certain things that can be done, but they can't be done until first you accept the situation realistically. So, likewise, idealism, uh, pessimism, and realism, right? You can be idealistic and optimistic. You can be pessimistic and, and depressed. But actually, it's good to be realistic, best, I'd say. And that's another kind of acceptance of what is or a surrendering to what is. Like here in Taiwan, uh, at the material, physical level, it's been raining heavy in eastern Taiwan for the last few days. I mean, really heavy. And it looks like weather warfare to me, and that's a long story. But actually, I can't change the weather. <laughs> nope, sorry. And so I got to, you know, take it, uh, which means accept it and do what I can to you know, stay safe or stay well, whatever, mentally, physically. A minor, minor example of accepting the unacceptable. It's not the unacceptable even. It's accepting what I don't want to accept or accepting loss. The loss of a certain comfort associated with not raining incessantly for three days. The the pleasant condition of (laughs) periodic rain, not incessant three days, you know, 20 inches in some places, 35 inches on the mountains. Uh, and gushing, gushing rivers and uh, gullies. Uh, the loss of the prior condition uh, is to be accepted, and then grieved, and then, well, yeah, I live in this third density world, and yeah, these things happen, and uh, there are collective and uh, planetary forces I cannot control. Yep, of course, and so I want to accept it. I don't want to be stuck in depression or just sorrow or anger or, or something, but I want to not. Um, I, I don't want to be out of harmony with reality. <laughs> the reality is this is truly happening, and I can't control how long it will happen. Like so many things in our lives, the partner we find out is not quite what we thought he/she was. The situation is not quite as pleasurable as I wanted or planned or expected. I was wrong. Or it's better. That's easy, though. But if the sense of self is weak, if we are a house divided, if at some level we carry old self-blame, old self-judgment, a contracted sense of self, a deflated sense of self, then it's hard to accept what is if we feel powerless and weak. And the inevitable weakness that will be felt in a surrendering to what is, as the first step, that weakness or powerlessness is 
as hard to handle as one has a distorted sense of self. And when the sense of self is more uh, filled with um, honest understanding, well, I know my strengths and weaknesses, I know my level, I know what I've developed, I know where I haven't developed, I know where I'm well and where I'm not, or at least I know some part of it. I know this, and this and this, and I know there's much I don't know. And I know that there's some things I cannot know and won't know for the rest of this lifetime. And I'm okay with that. I know I, you know, did sin and virtue in the past. I did evil, I did good. I did right, I did wrong. I have regret, I have some wellness. Regret about that, and wellness about the other. I think we're all that way. Uh, This too is an acceptance. It's acceptance of, you know, by love wisdom, of the fact of, you know, the checkered history we all have. So, to the extent that I'm not well with me, or I don't really like myself, or I think I'm really a loser, or I have self-punishing tendencies, or even my mind can't stop thinking and I can't relax, I can't just be peaceful with myself, I can't be alone, or I can't just, you know, rest (laughs) in dwell in quiet mind to the extent that I can't do that because I'm agitated well um, it'll be hard to accept the inevitable weakness that comes with the acceptance of something we don't like with a loss or with pain or with blame or with dishonor Um, and that's (laughs) that's all the part of the purpose of learning the ways of love learning the ways of um, being with our process, our experience, uh, honestly, kindly, realistically, accepting what hasn't been or what should be rightly accepted, recognizing it may not be the end of the line or the end of the story, and there may be actions we can take, and sometimes there are no actions we can take. Don asked Ra about the case where someone who had some physical illness Um, had been trying to do this and that for bodily healing and worked looking into their karma and rightfully taking responsibility for it and considering how to go beyond the physical condition to physical healing, but nothing they did worked. It still remains uh, unhealed or, or the wounding physical pain issue, pathology, ill health remains. Ra said then it would be more useful to to consider the affirmative uses of the limitation. Very subtle phrase, the affirmative uses of the limitation. The physical pathology could be seen as a limitation, for sure. Living in this world is a form of limitation. What are the affirmative uses of the limitation of living in a 3D body in this 3D society at this time in human history? Well, there are a whole lot of affirmative uses, and it's a whole big experience of limitation. This is a big experience of limitation for those who are sensitive. Uh, Being in this body, being in this society, being in this society at this time in our body, uh, with, you know, much evil growing and tyranny, and naturally feeling some fear, disgust, sorrow desire to get out of here, as well as the other beautiful things, and there are beautiful things, but that's not hard to deal with. <laughs> you know, I have to 
don't, you know, in psychology and counseling, I would try to focus on like, tell me what's the problem. You know, the doctor doesn't say, tell me all the great things. That's good too. It has to be known. But there's not much to talk about because it's well accepted. Where the work lies in where we're not well accepting. Where we're well accepting, all's well. <laughs> where, we're, where we're in distress is where generally there'll be some acceptance needed that hasn't yet been done. There's the distress that comes from accepting, and there's a greater distress prior to the acceptance from not yet accepting. And so acceptance, which is very much of green ray, heart chakra, love, mm, relieves, releases some degree of dukkha, pain and angst. Uh, but for the deeper healing of the sorrow or grief or anger, fear, we may feel at an acceptance of something that we can't change rightly. We rightfully accept something that indeed realistically cannot be changed and we feel some anger or we generally will be feeling more sorrow and grief and maybe some fear and concern and insecurity. Well, the deeper level again I think is going to be in the Blu-ray or deeply knowing how this came to be. And again, uh, what changes can be made but commonly they'll be only internal. So affirmative uses of limitation is a contemplation on how this this may well be useful. I don't really know, but I think, you know, <laughs> God's plan remains and the karmic operation is just. And so there there must be reasons and there are, not just one but many, and value to the flow of phenomena as it is. And so Living in this world uh, is a huge opportunity. Uh, and so the affirmative uses of the limitation, uh, particularly the limitation that comes from four of those painful worldly wins. What's the affirmative uses of loss? Or blame and dishonor? Well, maybe we were overattached. We could be a little bit rightly less attached. Maybe... Uh, we got too big for our bridges. Maybe uh, we need to work on pride and arrogance. Maybe we need to work on discouragement and uh, self-blame. And so people blame me because I blame myself. It's all very unique to each individual. Uh, but the willingness to feel weakness um, only comes from a uh, what could be called a strong sense of self. The willingness, the, the capacity to discover the affirmative uses of the limitation very much uh, depends on a positive and a spiritualized sense of self. That's the 6-2 chakra band. right? Higher self, true nature, 6 chakra, we become light, we know I is one, uh, blended with the second chakra, emotional, water, personal, embodied sense of self. The personal, embodied sense of self partakes of what I is. Hmm. That's the spiritualized sense of self. And then the one can feel sorrow, but not crash and burn. 
or feel weakness, but not go to self-hatred or collapse. Uh, we can accept what's painful, and we know all things must pass, you know, as George sang. And so, um, but this is really approaching the heart of um, uh, life purpose in third density. To accept what's difficult because we don't want to surrender uh, a kind of willfulness opposition uh, to change or control or be in command, which is all, all of those are fine. They're not really that bad. <laughs> it's good to be in command and in control, or at least not, not to control others, but at least it's good to be well with oneself and one has a sense of agency and autonomy and self-determination. Self-determination is great. That's not the same as controlling other. That's not the same as dominance. But self-determination, autonomy, uh, self-reliance, self-sufficiency, a well-balanced, uh, realistic sense of self, and then a spiritualized, um, spacious sense of what I is, this is great. But in the case where we have to accept, we're best to accept, it, it's our path to accept, which is green ray activation, <laughs> all, or whatever, it, whatever comes our way, whatever crosses our path, uh, we then will have to accept feelings of powerlessness and weakness and the sense that I've been defeated or a sense that I'm surrendering. And so that's um, when the sense of self is, you can say, healthy, but really spiritualized and purified of, of you know, a deflated um, self sense, a sense of self, where we really don't like ourselves or really have this deep inferiority complex, which is commonly masked by the, those with the superiority complex, vanity, pride, arrogance. It's very popular here in this planet, you know. In the halls of power, they're all narcissists and arrogant egotists, nearly all. And they're foolish, and they're mostly fools, generally, actually. Because they, they know not how little they know. They know not how much they know not. <laughs> so we don't need that. We don't need them. But it's natural that we don't want to accept defeat. And yet, uh, acceptance of what is sometimes will feel like a defeat. And yet... Surrender to what is, is a true rightful surrendering of opposition. And, and really, um, a deep level of ignorance <laughs> has to be surrendered, because opposition is generally based on ignorance. I mean, there's rightful opposition, right? Opposing evil is one thing. But I'm talking about opposing the fact that it's raining for three days and I can't stop it, <laughs> or getting ranting and raving indefinitely about some thing that I can't change. That's silly. That's ignorant. That's shooting myself, you know, cutting off my nose to spite my face kind of thing. So that's, that's not skillful, as a Buddhist would say. So being skillful, <laughs> upaya, is uh, based in love wisdom. And yet the capacity to accept uh, rightful surrendering to what is again, not as the last step, but as the first step, in a grieving process. Mm -hmm. The last step in the grieving process is acceptance. 
according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Stage five is acceptance. Yeah, well, that's for us stage one. And stage one is green, red, blue, uh, green, you know, the, the movement through green, blue, indigo, four, fifth, six chakra. So <laughs> their step five is the spiritualist step one. And that is to treat lower triad blockage with the medicine of unconditional love, acceptance, kindness, harmlessness, wu-wei, non-interference, non-interruption, neither grasping nor aversion, attentiveness, caring, um, being with, heartfully, truly, but we may not like it. And so to feel heartfully, oh, yes, I'm feeling delight all the time, that's not going to be possible. So there's a lot of pain in the world. There's a lot of what we feel is to be tragedy. And um, love may involve a lot of dismay and distress, but it doesn't, but there won't be, um, we're not generating conflict. And we are moving out of confusion. And so the dismay from confusion lessens, and the dismay from opposition lessens. And then there is a heartful acceptance, even if I don't feel happy, uh, that then leads to gravity, <laughs> spiritual maturity, uh, gravity of, of soul, magnanimity eventually. And so these are important qualities, I think. So I think that's all I want to say. How about that? 37 minutes. So that, that's um, talk one. Uh, green ray uh, love and powerlessness which doesn't mean final powerlessness it's um, a wise uh, use of power where the power to do externally or the power to change is denied unavailable but we have the power to make a certain change. The initially understood, the, the power to obtain a desire is not, um, is redirected. The power, the, the, the fulfillment of a desire that is frustrated to make a change or get or have or get rid of even, uh, that desire to have or have not is frustrated. Rightly, Seeing clearly, realistically, one can see it's not possible to get it or get rid of it to fulfill the desire. And then we feel powerlessness and weakness. And to the extent that we can, we know ourselves pretty well and we meet self with love and wisdom and some sense of true nature as much as possible, we can go through the powerlessness and find the power in, like Ross said, discovering and making use of the affirmative uses of the limitation to uh, remain self-affirming and life-affirming and path-developing path in the face of a limitation that indeed cannot be changed. And so there's a... From weakness to re-empowerment, <laughs> from powerlessness associated with the weakness that may be felt in surrendering to what is, which may feel like a defeat, uh, re-self-empowering, re-empowering 
to find where we rightly can make a change and make an improvement. But it won't be where we, what we wanted initially. That's being denied. It's just not possible in countless cases. And that happens every single day, many, many times, I would think, actually. That we want something, we can't have it. We don't we want to get rid of something, and we can't do so. So uh, obtaining and retaining, preventing and eliminating, in many cases, those uh, options are denied. And that will go to weakness and a sense of defeat, but it's a surrendering. The acceptance of it is a surrendering to what is. It's essential. The purification of knowing comes within the wisdom. And from a higher level, even beyond 4-5, we have 6, and some ability to tap into the higher spiritual, metaphysical value, purposefulness, preciousness even, of going through this experience. And I'm not saying I'm there all the time either. (laughs) I get stuck in this and that also. Everybody does, I think. So we have a human body, and I'm not, you know in jhana so it happens (laughs) but I think this would be a useful contemplation to understand more about Green Ray and the purpose of human life so that's it for today and um, I hope it was useful to you next week we'll see what topic arises take good care of yourself see you next time and good night